Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Lara. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. So last week we talked about what does it mean to be cold-blooded and the whole idea behind the cold-blooded mindset and behind the slogan of no pack, no herd, cold-blooded and how it really truly means that you just need to get control of yourself. You need to pull your own weight. You need to show up better. And ultimately you create the life you want as opposed to just letting life happen to you. So yeah, with creating the life that you want, you really got to take control of that. You can't just expect to walk through life and just let, um, and let things happen and somehow you find success. And you can't just expect to have your goals just plop in your lap. Um, you really got to work towards it and actually take the action to get there. Um, there's four stages in, of action that you can have in your life. You can do nothing, absolutely just nothing. You can uh, be running away from action, from the things that you think is an obligation or I mean, if you're running away from your action, that's pretty much what it is. Do you think everything's an obligation? Or you can do what most people do is average action. They just kind of show up, um, do work like normal on an average day and on the weekends, just kind of do whatever and not really have any action to move towards something. And then the last one um, is going to be massive action, which is where you actually take control of things and um, take ever take things as an opportunity more or less than obligation because you know that whatever you're doing is going to be um, growing you and making you gr- grow closer to your goal. Yeah, and I think it's important to mention that, you know, that third level is the most dangerous versus the the first two would a lot of people think are the most dangerous, but honestly running from something or not doing anything at all is a lot more dangerous because you usually know you're not doing action. Where a lot of the people that live in that average state don't really know that there there's more to life. They just think they this is the hand they got dealt and this is how they have to play it. When in reality, when you captivate that cold-blooded culture and you take these four traits that we're going to go over in these next couple weeks and start to apply them, you can start to take that massive action and you can create your own life. So the first step to really captivating the cold-blooded culture is a mindset shift. It's changing the way that you look at things. It's changing your perspective on your day-to-day life and all the tasks at hand for reaching your goals. And we learn this from the snake. So that's why we start with the snake. See, the interesting thing about a snake is most snakes on average can go six to nine months without eating a thing and still be perfectly healthy. And yeah, they got to drink water in between and everything. And some, some can go even longer, but on average, they can go six to nine months without eating or before they feel any kind of hunger. The interesting thing is most snakes, they start looking for their next meal as soon as they're done eating. Because they're looking for an opportunity to grow. They're looking for an opportunity to eat. They're looking for an opportunity to get stronger and to get better and to survive better. Because like we talked about last week, in the cold-blooded world, there's no pack or herd protecting a cold-blooded animal such as a snake. They're a lone survivor. If they're the weakest link, they might not make it. So they know that eating is a way for them to grow stronger, a way for them to grow bigger, and a way for them to survive longer. So instead of waiting until they're hungry for six to nine months, they look for their next meal right away. This is important because we learn two things from the snake. The first one is that we always need to be looking for more. We always need to be looking for 
something that's going to grow us stronger, something that's going to make us better, a skill set that we can develop more, the next level of life. What potential have we not tapped into yet? We always need to be seeking that out. This goes back to an episode uh, that we had a, a few weeks ago now, maybe a couple months ago, but it was about content but never satisfied. See, being content is being grateful for everything that you have and everything that you've accomplished and what you've been able to do thus far. Being satisfied is an ending. Being satisfied is a closing off of saying, I'm done. And that's why we never want to be satisfied. The snake is never satisfied. After one meal, he's looking for the next. Because he knows there's more potential to grow. There's more potential to be stronger. So we always need to be looking. And yes, be, be thankful for what you have. But you always need to be looking for that next step. What can grow me more? With all these things that you want and all these dreams that you have, you can't just um, expect to get those things without learning more. And that's part of it is you can be tent with what you know of how to get somewhere and what you do know, but you can't be satisfied with what you know. You got to continue to learn. So that's how you achieve those things. And you got to um, expand how you think about things and your creativity. You just always got to c- continue to develop that. And that's how you're actually going to um, eventually obtain the things that you want. Yeah, and it's not always about learning something new. Sometimes it's just learning more about what you're already doing. It's about specializing your craft even more and being even better and mastering something. You know, if there's something that you're just okay at, yes, we need to double down on our strengths, but if you know there's a potential strength there, put more into that and tap into that and make that one of your strongest moments. Make that one of your strongest skill sets that you can utilize to accomplish your goal. You can't just be okay and say, I'm done growing because I know it all, because I know more than everybody else maybe in my company, or I know more than everybody else in my circle of friends. If you know more than everybody else in your community that you're in, in that subject, it's time for you to expand your community. Find somebody that knows more than you that you can learn from, because there's always more knowledge to learn and more things to apply to get what we want. And even then, there's a, if once you do know, if you are one of those people that know more than anybody else, that's when you start discovering new things. Yeah, that's when you start to change what you're learning and, and find things that accent your main skill set even more. There's plenty of animals in the world that only eat when they're hungry, or they only eat when something starts to feel bad, or people in the world that only go after their goals when their current situation starts to build up so much anger or so much sadness or so much fear that it motivates them to do something. Well, what if you just were living in that constant motivation for more and seeking for an opportunity? Maybe you wouldn't give up those four weeks or those four months or those five or ten years of your life sitting through what you don't want and start going after what you actually want. You don't have to wait until it's uncomfortable where it makes you so mad or where it makes you so sad or where you're so scared that you may never achieve it. You can just continue to work towards your goal from day one and just maximize where you're at in the meantime, but you can continue to always be looking for that next level of opportunity. The second thing that we learn from the snake, we learn the ability to look at the perspective of our day-to-day tasks. See, we need to look at our tasks at hand like the snake looks at eating. He doesn't look at eating as an obligation that he has to do to survive. A snake looks at eating as an opportunity to grow stronger and to grow more. So we get tossed up between this idea of opportunity versus obligation. And so many people want to say, well, I have all these obligations that I'm not able to find an opportunity. When truthfully, every single thing you do can be viewed as an opportunity. 
it's a perspective shift. Every simple task, every complex task, it can be viewed as an obligation, but it can also be viewed as an opportunity. And the perspective that you choose to look at it with, it's going to determine how much effort you put into it and the outcome that you're going to get out of it, whether it be positive or be negative. See, the difference is people that look at things as an opportunity see the potential, where people that look at things like an obligation, they see the task at hand and that's it. See, the people that see things as an opportunity see the effect versus obligation that see the cause. People that view things as an opportunity tend to put in 100%. But when you look at things like an obligation, it's usually at max 75 and sometimes even less. Sometimes less than half of your effort goes into that because you're just doing it just to get it done versus the outcome that you can get out of it or the investment. See, people that look at things as an opportunity walk away from completing something fulfilled, that they accomplish something. Where people that look at things like an obligation walk away drained and tired and needing refreshment. People that look at things as an opportunity see the investment that they're making, whereas people that look at things as an obligation see the expense. People that look at things like an opportunity create the life that they want, versus people that look at things like an obligation, they just complain about the life that they got. See, when you can start to shift all these little things, and start to look for the opportunity in every task that you do. And before you start a task, say, hey, what what does this invest into? And it could be as simple as something, hey, a, a big project at work, right? That's an opportunity for you to stand above the crowd. That's an opportunity for you to put your maximum effort in and maybe even get a promotion or a raise or find something new for the company that they didn't have before. Whereas if you look at it as an obligation, you're going to do the minimum amount that you need to get done, and you're still going to have the same credibility in that workspace that you had before. Yeah, so if you look back at something you have done in the past, and I know that for, for me, I've done this, and it was the first time I started doing, uh, had to be in front of a video uh, camera to actually talk in front of a camera. It was uh, definitely an obligation for me because I did, was, one, not comfortable in front of it, and one, I didn't think I was going to do, uh, do good at it. Um, and then eventually, I, I had to do it, for a long time and eventually I started doing uh, get better at it and now I see it as an opportunity to get out of my comfort zone and to grow at something I'm not that great at and I should do better at and that's just something I want you guys to think about who you guys are listening is think about something that you've done in the past that it was an obligation at first and then did it become an opportunity or if it didn't could it have been yeah, let's take a look also, let's look at athletes, right? The professional athletes in the world are among the top 1% of a sport. Now, these aren't the people that just had an opportunity to go pro. These are the people that walked into practice and said, this is not an obligation to practice. This is an opportunity to perfect my skill set and to become better at it. So it's about how you view the hard things, really, because the easy things are easy to see as opportunity. When your name's on the draft list and someone picks it and they say, hey, you're going to go to the Lakers, yeah, that's an opportunity because it's fun, it's exciting, it's easy to make that decision. But it's the hard things like the practices or the diet plan or the training or anything else that would go into it, the sacrifices you have to make with family because you have practice, because you have training, because you have a diet plan. Those sacrifices and everything, that's when you have to make a conscious decision to say this is an opportunity. This isn't an obligation. This is not holding me back. This is 
producing something for me. This is moving me towards my goal. Now, keep in mind, this is going to start off very difficult. There are going to be things in your life that you can see that you're like, there's no way there's an opportunity in this. This is only an obligation. But in reality, when you start to get good at this, you will realize that every single thing you do is an opportunity. There's nothing that is an obligation unless you choose to make it an obligation. That's the best part about this is that you choose whether it's an opportunity or an obligation, which means you choose how you walk away from it, fulfilled or drained. You choose whether it's a positive tapping into the potential that you have or if it's a negative that's just a distraction from what you want to do. You get to make that choice. I even use this example all the time when I'm talking to people about this of of taking out the trash, right? A lot of people will say this is an obligation that, you know, I'm the man of the house, so I take out the trash. When in reality, this is an opportunity. See, this is an opportunity for me to hold up a commitment or an agreement that I made with my wife, which ultimately increases the amount of integrity we have and shows her that I respect her and also increases the amount of trust because we hold that high integrity. By honoring this commitment, by honoring this agreement, it's building a stronger marriage. And it seems like such a simple task. But in reality, when you look at it like that, you're like, man, this has impact. But it's because I chose the perspective of opportunity. So as you're starting to do this, as you're starting to look for the opportunity, as you're starting to change your perspective on the way that you look at things, whether it be at work, whether it be at home, whether it be in your relationships, as you start to change the way that you look at these things, you're going to realize that it sometimes is hard to find the opportunity in a task. It's going to be hard to find the opportunity in a situation, but it helps if you know the main three categories. These are the three things I always ask myself of, what does this build? It's either going to build your goal. So this is an investment that you're going to learn from, whether it be you're going to learn something as simple as patience, or you're going to learn something as complex as a new skill set of maybe, maybe your goal is to be a website designer and you're going to learn something new with coding. You know, it could be a very complex thing or it can be a very simple learning of, hey, this is how you have patience. This is how you speak in front of people. This is how you talk in front of a camera, but it, it increases your ability to reach your goal. It increases your skill set and makes you a stronger person. This is an investment of what you want your big outcome to be. Now, a big part of this is also having clarity on what you want. So going all the way back to setting goals, which was one of the first episodes that we did, you have to be clear on what you want out of life to be able to use this as a way to find opportunity because you have to know that this is a goal and it could be work. You could say, my job now has nothing to do with the goal I want to achieve, but you can say every day that, hey, this is an opportunity to fund my goal that I want for me to build capital, or this is an opportunity to use this skill set that will also be used to accomplish my goal. So keep in mind, there's still creative ways there. And as Isaac talked about increasing your creativity, you may have to, but you're going to be able to find a link to an opportunity every single time. Now, the second type of opportunity is going to be your relationships or your credibility in those relationships. See, this is going to be the one about honoring commitments. You know, you have the opportunity to honor a commitment, which ultimately builds more trust in a relationship, whether it be a friendship, a spouse, significant other, whatever it may be, your kids, you have the ability to, to up your credibility, to up your integrity, and to up your respect level in that relationship. It could be coworkers. You know, you could say, hey, working on this project or taking over this project 
is going to help my relationship at work with this person, which is ultimately going to help us work better as a team. So there's an opportunity in that. The third thing is going to be an opportunity to take care of your well-being. This could be your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health, or all of them, right? Your spiritual health. This is stuff like going to church. It's not an obligation. It's an opportunity to learn more. It's an opportunity to refresh yourself. If you're a Christian, you know, that's a great place to refresh yourself spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You know, the gym. Some people view it as an obligation, but this is an opportunity to improve your physical health, which is also going to improve your mental health and, you know, help you make better decisions at work, help you not be as fatigued when you get off work, all of those extra benefits. You know, something like relaxation, you know, a little bit of R&R, rest and relaxation, can be a huge opportunity to reset yourself to where you don't get burnt out, where you don't get drained, where you can reset yourself and take that opportunity to show up better the next day, to show up at 100%, because if not, you know that the next thing you walk into, you may show up at 75%. Now with that, when you're doing this rest and relaxation, show up in that 100%. If you need extra sleep, sleep like a baby. If you want to do something fun, do something that you truly think is fun. Don't just take a break from what you don't like doing. Do something you do like doing. That's how you show up 100% in your rest and relaxation time. I think for me, for this whole episode, I think the main thing to take away from it is you choose your outcome. Whether you view something as an opportunity or an obligation, you go ahead and determine what you're going to get out of it from the instant that whatever pops in your head, that's the way it's going to come out. And I think with looking at it as an opportunity, changing your perspective and really trying to work towards that, it's going to really um, be the big step to go ahead and start um, seeing the changes that you want to see in your life and work towards those goals. Yeah, and when you view things as that obligation, your outcome is always going to be the task got done. Whereas if you view things as an opportunity, you're going to either make your life better or somebody else's life better or both or a community of people's lives better. You're going to make somebody's life better. So there's always that positive outcome. But like Isaac said, you choose it. You know, it always comes down to your choice. And I challenge you guys, if you guys think you have an obligation that can't be viewed as an opportunity, put it in the comments. I'll take that challenge because I guarantee you can view any obligation you have as an opportunity to build your future, to build yourself, to build a relationship, or to build somebody else up. So next week, we are going to talk about the shark. What is the trait that we learn from the shark? And then keep in mind, there's four traits total. So this is only part one of four. So be looking out in the next couple weeks as we learn from the shark, then the crocodile, and then the turtle. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. We hope you've learned something new, that you feel challenged, and leave inspired. If there's a part of this episode that stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram, and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Laura Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.